Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from somewhere outside Ruggsville, Texas, discussing the 2003 horror film House of a Thousand Corpses. This film is the directorial debut of musician Rob Zombie, who also wrote the film, and is the first installment of the Firefly Family Trilogy. Even after being shaved down to avoid an NC-17 rating, House of a Thousand Corpses is still full of violence, obscenities, and sexuality. Despite its cult following, there are still people who do not feel the film deserves the praise. These people include Rob Zombie himself, who called the film a calamitous mess. So what did you guys think of House of a Thousand Corpses the first time you saw it? I also feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) A calamitous mess? Yes. I remember watching this one time, I guess when it came out, Mm -hmm. and according to your sister, I completely just erased everything in the movie except for the end. (laughs) And that was all I remember. That was the only thing you remember from it? it. Yeah, he's like, isn't that the one where, and then he describes the last 10 minutes of the movie, (laughs) and I'm like, that's literally the ending. (laughs) the best part uh, <laughs> hard disagree See, and what's crazy for me is that i actually love a lot of this movie uh-huh. except for the ending i don't like the ending I at think all for me is where it falls apart but as far as first impressions are concerned the right. first time i saw it i was like 12 years old yeah and i was a huge fan of rob zombie uh-huh. so to me he could do no wrong and i <laughs> loved this movie so much and then the older I got, the more we've watched it since. You kind of see the mask slip a little bit. Some of the grease paint wears off. Yeah, it, the grease paint is gone and the mask <laughs> has broken on the floor. Um, yeah, me, same, same boat, same everything. Okay. I adored this. This movie was perfect. Yes. But now that I look back and I don't hate it now. No. I see that it is a mess. I mean, even if even if you like it, I think you have to admit that it is a mess. And part of me is like, I was probably 13 Mm -hmm. and it's just a bunch of weird shit happening. And I know that Rob Zombie made it Mm -hmm. and I probably shouldn't be watching this. That plays a huge part in it. So this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. But I feel like that's exactly what he was kind of going for with this movie. He wants you to feel like you're at a drive-in watching a Grindhouse film when your parents think you're asleep, but you're fucking peeking out watching it. I feel like that's the feeling yeah and that's the vibe i think that the only issue is the older you get you kind of do realize how disjointed it is once you're allowed to be in the front seat watching yeah, it exactly. open <laughs> and you're telling your kids to pipe down but honestly to me his films are very hit or miss right and i feel like in a lot of ways this movie had a lot of potential to be a hit Mm -hmm. as opposed to a miss and in a lot of ways it is a hit for me there's things that i love about this movie john paul is just shaking i I can't think about one i'm not even gonna lie to you i i just but well like i will get more into it honestly as i was watching this for the show i was like john paul is gonna fucking hate this movie the (laughs) whole time when did this come out 2003 oh god i was already 20 like 18 yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Nine, yeah. Well, yeah. So I didn't. 19. Yeah. <laughs> Math. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I just did. I watched it and it didn't. Like, even then, I mean, it just was. Yeah. It was just weird. You were no, allowed to yeah. be yeah, watching it. Was, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, takes the magic away. Because honestly, as I wasn't even a teenager, and yeah. so it felt like forbidden. Like, right. this is wrong, which makes it, it this is awesome. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the funny thing is the way that this movie was even made. He was going to Universal Studios, the theme park, 
to design a horror maze based on Hellbilly Deluxe, his album that came out in 98. Right. Somehow he finds himself in like an office talking to the bigwigs at Universal and he's suddenly pitching a movie that he did not write a pitch for. He literally only told him the title and they were like, go on. They, Next said, thing- they said, can you make a movie? And he said, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, I think that was the <laughs> real story. But he uh makes the movie and then he shows it to Universal and they're like, We're gonna need to have a talk on Monday. <laughs> they're like hard back. And they said, Well, they told him they're like, Yeah, we can't release that. They said basically it was depraved and all this stuff, and so he's like, Fine. He buys it, he takes it to MGM, and during an interview he talks about MGM and he's like, Look, you know, they wouldn't show it at universal because of their morals and he said but mgm they've got no morals they don't care and mgm's like what the fuck did you say no (laughs) and then they're like we're not releasing it he was like i meant that in the best way (laughs) (laughs) but that's how it ended up at lionsgate which lionsgate i mean this was before saw they really have no morals (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, he's like lionsgate's fucking they don't give a shit but that's how it ended up there and it's crazy to me thinking about how stoked he must have been as a massive horror fan making a movie on the Universal no, Studios bet. lot. Yeah, yeah, I bet. You know, and then to have it taken away and then to take it back and then to get it and then have it taken away again and then finally to get it released. And say what you will about the film, but if you look at horror at the time, it was a lot of cute people getting killed by a slasher or something. Absolutely. It was nothing like this. And he kind of changed the temperature of horror with this movie, I think. I don't know that it's not a perfect film. We can all agree on that. But I think that if it wasn't for this, would Lionsgate be taking a chance on Saw? Would studios That's be fair. releasing Hostel? You know? I don't know. I just, I still, I don't. <laughs> You're like, That's all well and good. Yeah. But- <laughs> and, and maybe. Maybe it's too like I. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I've never bought a Rob Zombie album, really? and I. I if it comes on the radio, I'll listen to it. If not, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I'll be honest, and I know a lot of people like him, and you know they're you know oh, it's the greatest shit. I think that's, he's great. Well, yeah, no, that's fine, and I I get it, but it's never really. Nope. See, and that's probably a factor for us as well. Yeah, it, and honestly, if you watch his interviews, he just seems like a fucking cool dude. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's he like seems, interviews. He right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> But that's a different show. Well, yeah, maybe when we cover the happening. Well, oh, yeah. oh, oh my god! Now, before we go all true grit on this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's start the murder ride. So the film opens on static that gives way to Dr. Wolfenstein, but it's also pronounced Wolfenstein yeah, in the was, intro. It's like it's the goddamn um, Mandela effect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to Dr. Wolfenstein's creature feature show. Dr. Wolfenstein introduces us to the Halloween Eve movie marathon and laughs until the screen gives way to a commercial for Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. Did you notice 
Dr. Wolfenstein's assistant was played by Rob Zombie. I read that he was going to play Dr. Wolfenstein, but that there was no way he wasn't going to look like Rob Zombie. Right. So he, I guess, just stuck himself in the back. It was a smart move. Yeah. Although I do like the old horror host. No, I, I appreciated that too. I, I liked that. It reminded me of uh, when USA used to do Up All Night. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I, as a kid, I would always watch those movies. Uh-huh. And I shouldn't have, but you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Just, but I liked that. I did like that. So Captain Spaulding is a clown played by Sid Haig. In the commercial, he promises us freak show-like attractions, a murder ride, and most importantly, fried chicken. <laughs> Which it says at the bottom is spicy. Oh, I mean, well. <laughs> I'll give it a try. He loves it, and then he did the chicken noises he as did. well. <laughs> <laughs> Gave a peace sign. He did. I'm so, dude, Sid Haig. No, he's great. I think he's the best part of the film. Whether you like the film or not, I think Sid Haig is... I'll keep my thoughts the to myself. Knees. <laughs> I love this dude. Rest in peace. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so the next thing we see is Captain Spaulding's actual place, which is like a convenience store gas station mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And the sign is lit up in neon. Another sign promises fried chicken and gasoline. Captain Spaulding's voice and laugh are being pumped out through speakers. And the shot is great. Like, oh, I no. think it looks really good. I agree. It pans out to show a man feeding his dog by the gas pumps. And then we get a date. It is October 30th, 1977. The guy that's feeding his dog is actually the sheriff. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. like Because for a second later, we see a cop car pull out. Yeah, and yeah. I was it like, was, where the hell did that? Car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. Um, that's one thing that I wonder about this movie, the fact that it all was born out of being like a Halloween Horror Nights kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. All these interesting set pieces, you know, like the establishing shot of the gas station, pretty fantastic. No, it's great. So you wonder how cool the haunted maze was. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we got a movie. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a movie. Inside, Captain Spaulding is having a conversation with Stucky, played by Michael J. Pollard, and it includes dialogue that would we, not fly today. Not at all. So no. I cannot repeat it. No. Yeah. I, I <laughs> um, love that guy, though. He was in Scrooge. Yeah, oh, yeah, and he froze to death in that movie. No, no. <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> for Scrooge. Well, that movie's pretty old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, did you notice that there's a sign inside that says, See the Alligator Boy? And I'm like, is this foreshadowing? The definite foreshadowing. You know, just to think of something that comes up later. Yeah. Also, Rob Zombie's done a lot of interviews from his basement because he has a massive collection of oddities and horror film memorabilia. Mm -hmm. Captain Spaulding's gas station is basically Rob Zombie's basement, it looks like. That is awesome. Yes. I'm jealous. (laughs) Yeah. So Spaulding ends up reluctantly giving Stucky the key for the bathroom. And the key is a monkey's paw with its middle finger up. Yeah. <laughs> Seems a little large. For, yeah. It, no, you it's, know, it's really big. In the script, it was just a cow's skull, which is also really big. <laughs> I guess they yeah. couldn't whittle it down <laughs> to anything. It has to be something ostentatious, mm. I'm yeah. sure. Well, for this establishment, yeah. it can't just be a key. Yeah. <laughs> Bathroom pass. Right. <laughs> so Stucky takes the key and heads off to the bathroom, and Spalding is just playing with his motorized tie, and he's having the time of his life. Outside, we're in the point of view of someone coming out of the trees by the gas station and running up to the store. At this point, two men burst in, interrupting Spaulding as he's standing behind the counter scratching his back. He's just being himself, dude. I respect it. Is that the other hand from the bathroom key? (laughs) 
One of the men is wearing a ski mask that honestly is pretty much showing his whole face. Yeah, yeah there's no. And the other one is wearing a small monkey mask. They have guns and they tell Spaulding to put his hands up. He does, but while flipping them a double bird, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, he's he's doing what you said, but he's doing it his own way. I just want to say massive commitment to the bit of Captain Spaulding wearing the full clown costume and makeup all the time when nobody's there except <laughs> yeah. for his friend. Like that's just he means he's doing it. what he loves. Yeah, got to respect that. So Ski Mask tells Monkey to pull Stucky out of the bathroom. Ski Mask threatens Spaulding, but Spaulding just threatens him right back. He tells him to just take some fried chicken and go home. <laughs> and Ski Mask Which is said, a pretty good deal. It's fair. Ski Mask said he doesn't like fried chicken and he hates clowns. And that's when he got mad. <laughs> he got pissed off. And who doesn't like yeah. fried chicken? This is some unrealistic dialogue. Yeah, I'm like, if we're going yeah, no, <laughs> to start p- pulling hairs here, yeah. start at the fried chicken. Speaking of dialogue, actually, rewatching it this time, I was like, does Rob Zombie fancy himself... I couldn't tell if he was trying to be Toby Hooper or Quentin Tarantino. I think it's a mixture of both. And the funny thing about it is after having read the script, each line you hear is written exactly as it's spoken. Really? Yes. There is like no ad-libbing. I thought there would be. Well, it sounds like there is. It does, especially for how much curse words fucking yeah. Sid Haig slips in. Yes. You're like, no, they're all there. Well, the dialogue just came off a little bad like trying to be it, well i mean there's you know to me there's some things like you know splatter your grease paint mug all over the state line you're like mm, that's a bit much yeah, it is. <laughs> although i think that's a reference to white zombie it is but yeah you know still so monkey comes out of the bathroom <laughs> with stucky and ski mask accidentally shoots a hole in the ceiling he gets so pissed off. He shoots the hole and then like fucking stuff, stuff hits him down. in the face. Yeah. And he's like, that's it. Like Spalding did it. It's <laughs> you like, did you that. did that. That was you. But he does get pissed off and he gives Spalding to the count of three to hand over the cash. And Spalding does not take the countdown seriously. He's talking shit to him with every number. Yes. I think it was 10. Well, he's still talking that shit. Was a lo- that's a long <laughs> ass time. I'm going to give you the fucking 50. <laughs> Then I'm going to rob you. He has a gun on him and he's waiting to count. (laughs) In the midst of all this, Stucky recognizes Monkey and starts teasing him. Okay, now Stucky's got some grapes because (laughs) he literally has a gun pointed in his face and he's like, oh shit, I remember you. And they make fun of you and here's the song they sing and it goes a something like this. You're like, what the fuck? Stucky, chill. He doesn't care. So Monkey, in being so upset... And being reminded of being teased, I guess, takes his mask off to tell Stucky to stop. And this is when I noticed that he was White Power Bill from Arrested <laughs> Development. But That's just nuts. Yeah, that's sidebar. Spalding is just laughing his ass off and Ski Mask tells Monkey to put his mask back on and Monkey drops his mask completely. Like it just falls <laughs> on the floor. So then Ski Mask takes his own mask off yeah. and advances on Captain Spalding. Suddenly, Ravelli, played by Erwin Keyes, in a giant mask, comes in and clubs Ski Mask. Captain Spaulding takes out a gun and shoots them both, not Ravelli, but the, the yeah. two robbers, yeah. before sniffing the gun smoke. Now, two things there. One, all of the effects in this film are practical, which I think is something That's that awesome. should be commended. That's awesome. Because the wound on Monkey's White face Power Bill. Yeah, yeah. is pretty, pretty yeah. good. 
Another thing is that nearly every actor in this movie, aside from Sherry Moon, is a character actor. And we don't need to go. I was because I'm like, and this is person from this. And this right. Is. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but just know that Rob Zombie's casting is really interesting. Right. A lot of the time. And he dug, it digs back into like shows from his childhood and gets people back. He's almost like a Tarantino fashioning yeah. himself like that. Like reinvigorating careers. And yeah. Yeah. And this is the first taste we get also of Rob Zombie's interesting style where you see Ravelli come in three times and the dude turn and around turns three, three times. three times, yes. Interesting, what? yeah. What, what, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Captain Spaulding steps on Ski Mask and finishes him off with three shots to the head as Ravelli just laughs. The screen fades to black and we hear Captain Spaulding complaining about getting blood on his best clown suit. <laughs> And Ravelli is just laughing and laughing. It's his favorite joke he's ever heard. Yeah. (laughs) He's very amused by it. Against the Black, we get the words, a Rob Zombie film, and then the title card, House of a Thousand Corpses, as the Rob Zombie song, House of a Thousand Corpses, plays. I loved this opening. Yeah. Rob Zombie's film school was basically his music videos. I literally have that in my notes, that a lot of this, a lot of the cutaways and the segues look like music video shots. Absolutely. And this is the prime example because it's literally his music playing (laughs) over the opening. And it's a really long intro. It really is. We get two full (sighs) verses and choruses. Yeah. I mean, you get a cool song. You get some weird shit to look at. I mean, I I can't complain. Yeah. The imagery is super disjointed. There's Sherry Moon Zombie posing in like a Betty Page type wig. There's cars, surgery, surgical equipment. I thought that was Betty Page. That wasn't? I thought it was... I thought it was actually Betty Page. I thought it was Sherry Moon. We'll have to go back (laughs) (laughs) and review. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff. Teeth, houses, trick-or-treat pumpkins. It's it's crazy. And it is long, but I do like it it a lot. And I do say his music videos was his film school outside of, I don't know if you know this, but he was a production assistant on Pee Wee's Playhouse. I did not know that. (laughs) Just very interesting. But I'm sure, I don't know if you picked anything up there, but it's just an interesting little fun fact. Yeah. I saw somebody bring it up once to him during an interview. And they asked him about it and he was like, what was that, like 30 years ago? And he's like, yeah, just goes to show you, you humble beginnings. Rob Zombie's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he was really annoyed. But so I'm sorry for bringing it up again, right? Mr. Thanks. Zombie. The next thing we see, we're on the road and a truck goes past with a sign that says God is dead in the bed of the truck. But mm-hmm. they're talking over a speaker about God touching you or do you want God to touch you or I, I don't I don't know. I think he means spiritually. Well, you know how it sounded. Yeah. <laughs> but they say God is dead. So it's like that's why that's that doesn't I'm like, make, that doesn't make sense. any sense. But that truck goes past a car and. Inside that car is Jerry, played by Chris Hardwick, looking at pictures of the Manson girls and commenting about how hot they are. Driving is Bill, played by Rain Wilson, and he notices that they are almost out of gas. They start bickering because Jerry barely put any gas in and won't even do his share of the driving, supposedly because he has no night vision. (laughs) Which he has heard a million times, apparently, because he gets really annoyed. (laughs) I love Chris Hardwick, and it's always a treat to see him in this (laughs) because... It's like, yes, I love their dynamic and everybody in this car. These are the only four characters I believe that Rob Zombie has ever written that are not white trash. That's (laughs) (laughs) so they need gas and then see a billboard for Captain Spaulding's coming up on the next exit. And then we get those music video shots of Captain Spaulding's place before the scene goes there. Right. 
at Captain Spaulding's, Jerry and Bill get out of the car. Bill says he'll pump the gas and sends Jerry inside to see if the place is worth checking out. Jerry, who is clearly our comic relief, <laughs> goes inside for 0.2 seconds <laughs> before running out and saying that it's really fucking boss inside. And Bill's like, enough to wake the girls and get the camera. And he's like, yes. Well, if you had seen what was in there, as we did, you would know that you can find out in 0.2 seconds that this place yeah, is yeah, pretty awesome. This is awesome. Jerry wakes up Denise, played by Aaron Daniels, and Mary, played by Jennifer Jostin, who are asleep in the backseat. Mm -hmm. Denise tells Mary that it's time to go to work. The next thing we see is a mop bucket full of bloody water being wheeled behind the counter by Captain Spaulding. So I guess this is tonight. The same yeah. night, yeah. Which is the only connection we get from the intro to the <laughs> True. rest of the film. <laughs> there, It doesn't come up again. No. There is something else I wanted to mention is whenever Jerry comes around to wake up the girls, before that, there's this odd insert shot of yep. some fucking psychedelic yep. thing. He literally is on one side of the car, psychedelic transition, and then he's on the other side of the car. It was unnecessary. No, it's in the middle it's of something needed. happening. Like, yeah, I don't understand that. It's and not needed and it doesn't make sense. But Captain Spaulding is still wearing his clown shoes and pants, but I guess his shirt was ruined. He's wearing a regular <laughs> t-shirt with the hot dog on it. <laughs> Jerry and Bill are marveling at all the items on display. It's almost like a Ripley's Believe It or Not situation. That's exactly Rob Zombie in the script refers to it as a poor man's Ripley's Believe That's It or Not. That's awesome because I live for that shit. Yes, like, exactly. I would, I would, mm, yeah, it, it, I guess it was. I right. would be a pig <laughs> in shit. Oh, at yeah. this place. And that's not even counting the murder ride because I'd be all no. about... Once I found out about that... Man, yeah. okay. And the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Icing on the cake. Yeah. Bill goes over to Captain Spaulding and kind of starts interviewing him and they seem to hit it off. Spaulding even shows him his John Wayne tattoo. <laughs> so he asks him, he said, how long have you been running this place? And Spaulding says he took over for his dad about the time that John Wayne won the Oscar. Right. John Wayne won the Oscar in 1970 for True Grit. And so it's 1977. So seven he's years. He's only been, like, it feels so weird to say, like, it seems like he's been doing this for like 25 years. Because he's like, how long is a piece of string? Too, too goddamn, goddamn long. <laughs> but it's like seven years and he's, that's too long. I've been at my job longer than that. Yeah, like, what the fuck are we talking about? So Captain Spaulding finally asks why he's asking all these questions, even though Bill only really asked one question. Yeah. <laughs> but Bill explains that they're traveling across the country and writing a book about roadside attractions. And to Rob Zombie's credit, this dialogue didn't come off as expositional no. to me. It, it felt very organic. Because and also taught us, oh, okay, so that makes sense. And then what you know of Spaulding already, you know, he doesn't have time for bullshit. Exactly. And so he'd be like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And so it, may, it just works. So Captain Spaulding, though, suddenly gets furious and comes around the counter to Bill, basically saying that they're just making fun of country folks by what they're doing. And when Bill starts to get scared, he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, but no one's going to read that shit. Basically. <laughs> I think Sid Haig's ability to just turn on a dime. Yeah. Just an excellent performer. No, he was great. You're like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> and we've we've just seen him murder two people. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not, like, you know. He's obviously a little bit, you know, unhinged. Right. But Mary and Denise come out of the bathroom and Jerry grabs Denise and tells her they bought tickets to the murder ride. Neither of the girls want to go, but Jerry pulls Denise over because Captain Spaulding is like, the ride's about to start. <laughs> 
So this was odd to me because I don't see how they convinced these girls to go on this trip with them because they don't seem interested in anything. They, well, in the script, Mary was the photographer for the book. Mm. And so there was a lot of interplay between her and Bill because apparently Mary had asked Bill to be the photographer for the book. So anytime she did something like that, Bill was like, hey, you asked. And so that it made more, more sense. sense. Yeah. I now, can... Denise... Just knows Den, I guess. But. Well, I mean, to me, it seemed like they're going to go see Denise's dad. And that's like why they're she on the come. way. Yeah. Fair enough. But Mary, honestly, kind of seems like an asshole and that exactly. she does not want to <laughs> fucking be there whatsoever. So give her something to do. Yeah. I don't know that why you cut that. Definitely and make more sense. When Denise says time to go to work to Mary, but Mary, they go they to the just bathroom. They stand there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, you know. So now we're on the murder ride, which again, pig and shit. I would love, I would eat up every second of this. I would pay good money. Yeah. Even um, though it's pretty low budget. It is. Because <laughs> they don't okay. even have a fucking mechanical cart. Nope. They need Ravelli to push it. Yep. Captain Spaulding is in a clown suit jacket and a hat in the front of their car, looking very iconic. Most of the stuff that I see from this movie, is a, it's a shot of him in the scene. Pulling an Uncle Sam. Yes. Uncle Spaulding. <laughs> They go in and, like you said, Ravelli is pushing their car. Yeah. <laughs> there's no track. Yeah. There's no nothing. <laughs> they go past an Albert Fish exhibit. And as Captain Spaulding is talking about him, we get little black and white flashbacks of Albert Fish. It looks it looks pretty cool. Can I ask, was Bill Mosley playing these I, people? <laughs> I was wondering. Because I think he played all of them, but I, was I wasn't sure. the same thing. <laughs> we go past a bunch of horror decorations, like... Think of the horror area in a wax museum. Mm, yes. That's what it made me think of, which I also love. Mm -hmm. But uh, we go past the decorations. We see Lizzie Borden and, of course, Ed Gein. And finally, we get to the local legend, S. Quentin Quayle, a.k.a. Dr. Satan. Quayle was a hospital intern who thought that through brain surgery, he could create superhumans from the mentally ill. Ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dreamer. Uh, hey, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer thought he could pour hot water in someone's head and make a zombie. So, he did. I mean, we've all have our follies. And I he guess. tried. Yeah, <laughs> he you gotta try. Yeah. And if at first you don't succeed, <laughs> please don't. As Captain Spaulding is talking, Ravelli keeps playing with Denise's hair and she thinks yeah. it's Jerry. And Jerry is like just tuned in to Captain Spaulding. The audacity of Ravelli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Quail was caught and hanged, and that hanging tree is very close to where we are right now. Ooh. But the next day, his body was missing, and no trace of him has ever been found. And then he leans in for the closer. Who knows? Maybe he lives next door to you. Woo. The ride's over. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's he's like, so great. Well, he says exit out, and then you're like, well, but you're, you're pushing right us. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to mention, like you were saying about the little cutaways to each murderer, mm -hmm. where possibly Bill Mosley was playing him. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of like split screen action going on, too. Like, yeah. Everything is stylistic in yeah. this movie. The other thing I also wanted to mention was that it's set in 1977, as we said, yeah. but they don't really refer to the time in an annoying sense. It feels of the time. When you see That's, the camera movements, it feels like a movie from the 70s. That is fair. You know, it's not this thing where they're like, man... Can you believe fucking Jimmy like, Carter's present or whatever? Like we talked you know? about with yeah, Annabelle. No, yeah. Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah. The next thing we see is Jerry bursting out of the door and he is stoked and excited. Too much. <laughs> he had a great time. How does Denise put up with him? <laughs> 
And he's slashing like a sword. Doctor yeah. Satan never that's had a sword. Not, yeah, that's that not, not what happened at all. But you know. Denise goes to call her dad at the payphone and Bill's like, yeah, the ride was okay. It wasn't that great. And Jerry's like, well, you're just downplaying it because of your girlfriend. And again, Mary really does seem like an asshole. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but of all the freaky shit they've seen on the side of the road so far, this would have to be up there. For sure. There's no way that this is on the bottom tier. And I noticed that in this little tiny scene, Jerry tells Denise that he loves her when she goes to call his dad and establishes Mary as Bill's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, was Rob Zombie like, I don't know if they read his couples. (laughs) Like, I need to to set this in stone. Honestly, I mean, before that, they were kind of separated by gender. Yeah. You have the two dudes, the two girls, and they never really... Yeah, because he says all that... Even though they were sitting together on the ride. True, but he says all that in the span of like a minute. Like, it's a lot of me with you. I need everybody to know. Me with you, Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere else, we see kids and parents trick-or-treating on a residential street. It's clearly the universal backlot because none of those houses <laughs> looked real. <laughs> Inside one of the houses, Dr. Wolfenstein is playing on the TV and the phone rings. Denise's dad, Don, played by Harrison Young, answers the phone and Denise tells him that they're at a place called Captain Spaulding, somewhere outside Rugsville. So they're running a little bit behind. Her dad says not to be too late. And then without showing the dad's face, like showing like shots or whatever, he's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, Halloween's on a school night, so they're trick or treating tonight. So I'm like, did they add this in? I don't know why they said any of that, because none of it matters. (laughs) Well, because they've said several times that it's Halloween Eve. Yes. It's October 30th. Yes. And then they shoot to kids trick or treating outside this house. And so maybe they They, were like, oh, shit. It looks like Halloween. Well, they probably set this movie on Halloween night and then had to. Had the exact go back and clean I thought up the their exact same up. thing because it was very oh I forgot to talk why does yeah. she care it's like yeah we'll be home later dad yeah like, don't hit the kids because they're like I don't it's like there's yeah. no reason there's for literally him to tell no. her that we get a shot of the TV and it's the black and white Doctor Wolfenstein show mm-hmm. but then it gets interrupted by a black and white news report and I'm like is it 1977 and Don has a black and white TV great question. Uh, it's another Bill Mosley. It's Bill Mosley. <laughs> like without... <laughs> it is clearly Bill Mosley playing the anchorman who announces that five cheerleaders from Rugsville High School have gone missing. And they pan across the yearbook photos of the girls and coincidentally, all their last names are right next to each other because all the photos are back to back to back. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I mean, uh, it could be the cheerleading page and the thing. I'm nah. trying to give a bit of that. I don't know. <laughs> it's the, only the cheerleading yearbook. Yeah, so. that's it. They have their own special. It's Rugsville. It's, they've always done it that way. <laughs> Back at Captain Spaulding's, Jerry is begging Captain Spaulding to tell him where that hanging tree, the Dr. Satan hanging tree Uh. is, after Captain Spaulding tries to blow him off. Mm -hmm. Annoyed, Captain Spaulding finally relents and (laughs) kind of half-assed draws him a map. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, go up, you take a left, you go up, if you can't find it, fuck you, basically. It's like, ooh. And then he, but he gives him some complimentary fried chicken and he sends him on his way. There's no yeah. way that chicken's not dry. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't see cold. him make it. It was under maybe, hopefully, a heat lamp. <laughs> we get those music video shots again of the missing cheerleaders, pictures, and a couple missing boys who are Rob Zombie and his brother when they were little. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come up. Kids are yeah. missing too? Yeah. yeah. Back in the car, it is pouring down rain now. And there's a canned, like, evil laugh that you hear over the sound of seeing the car again. Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But it's there. They're like, bad stuff is about to happen. (laughs) 
Mary and Denise are saying that they should just skip looking for this tree. And I would probably have to agree with that. Let's go back later. Yeah. But suddenly, Bill notices a woman standing on the side of the road with a bright pink umbrella. Bill says that they can't leave her in the rain, and they let her in, but they sit her between Jerry and Bill in the front seat. She has an umbrella. Yeah. It's Baby, played by Sherry Moon Zombie. She says that she only lives a couple miles up the road. Jerry asks her if she knows where the Dr. Satan tree is, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's right by my house. But Bill is like, what tree? And she's like, huh? Well, that made no sense. (laughs) What What other tree are you talking about? The only. Mary's like, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Jerry's like, we have a map. Like, what the. (laughs) But suddenly we get. And for me, this is a big flaw in the movie. But we get video footage of Baby saying, there is no wrong. If someone needs to be killed, you just kill him. Which is, it's ripped off from a Manson girl quote anyway. But that's your problem with this movie? That's not my problem. No, it's a big issue because. Narratively. Yeah. We shouldn't already know that she's down with the the killing and whatnot. I'm just saying, I've had a problem with this movie since the start of. I I know I'm being quiet, but I'm trying to be nice because (laughs) I have nothing good to say about this movie. Like, it was was pretty bad for me. I I just feel like that was a mistake that it would make. It would be better as a viewer to kind of have a bad feeling about her, but not Not really know exactly what's going on. The thing about the hitchhiker in Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, he was. He was weird, but we didn't yeah, know. Yeah, we didn't you know? know what he was doing. And we were made uneasy by him, but they didn't show him shots of, you know. Yeah, these and these extra shots, these little cutaways, there's a lot of them in the film. There are a lot of the them. The majority of them were filmed in Rob Zombie's basement after production wrapped. Right. And so they were not in the script that I read. And the <laughs> script goes much stayed, better without yeah, them. Yeah, it should have stayed that way. It's like he's giving it all away. Yeah. Not allowing for any mm. kind of intrigue or suspense to be built no you know exactly what they're walking into which is is lame Mm -hmm. and the texas chainsaw massacre parallels it does not stop here no it doesn't and i saw an interview with rob zombie where he said oh we weren't even thinking about texas chainsaw whenever we made this movie please stop i was like well maybe we weren't but you were (laughs) (laughs) i promise you were so the car is going along and someone on the side of the road literally just shoots out one of their tires. Right. And I was watching Dr. Wolfula's riff view the other day and he I can't he put it so perfectly that baby really could have just lured them her way because she's like, oh, I know where that yes. you want to go to that tree. I'll show you where yeah. that tree is at. But no, let's shoot out their fucking tires. <laughs> well, just in case. Like, <laughs> it's like an insurance policy. It's so it was so sloppy. No. And I'm like, man, you're totally right. Like no. that. That was not. I that agree. Was very lame. And again, it's the same thing to where you're losing this intrigue. Yes, you know, I agree yes. with Dr. Wolfila. If you have Super them, lame. just being led to this house, then yeah. you still don't know baby's evil. Yes. You know, and you and well, since we you do saw now. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, we do just, now. I've, just mistakes. You saw for the me. basement cutaway, and now you see this, and you're like, oh, they're obviously in cahoots. Yeah. yeah. Now you even know that. I don't yes. want to know that. Yet. Yes. Yeah. Nope. So Bill and Jerry get out to investigate and it comes to light that Jerry filled up the spare tire like Bill told him to, but he forgot to put it in the trunk. (laughs) We just leave the tire laying out somewhere. It's just in the driveway. (laughs) Inside the car, Baby finds some generic rockabilly music on the radio and turns it up and starts dancing and is pretty annoyed when they turn it off. And she's like, look, we can just walk to my house from here. Well, first of all, she's annoying. Yeah. Oh I'm, no, yeah. I'm with Mary on this. Like, how dare you come into this car? She was getting it too. Yeah. 
She says her brother has a tow truck and he can just come back for their car. So Bill leaves with her, which I would, I'd be like, can't you just tell your brother where we're at? Like, I would, I would well, feel like she had an umbrella. She would have been fine. Oh, you mean like she's not going to call, but no, show <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to call him on my iPhone. Right. No. Yeah. But, yeah. and then also, I mean, personally, if I'm Mary, I'm going with them. Yeah. I will leave Jerry and Denise together and then we'll go. Because they have each other. Exactly. Yeah. It just makes sense. But again, we hear the radio talking about the missing cheerleaders, and then we get another video of Baby dancing with the knife and laughing, and then we get this random shot of a black and white movie. It, uh, thematically similar, hopefully. I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to count how I'm many excuses here. you pull out of your ass. Oh, well, it's full. <laughs> it's like one of yeah. the... Uh, it's the clown, the clown? hanky. <laughs> Is that what they call it? I don't know. I, <laughs> It's not even a clown. It's a magician, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That's Spalding on the brain. So in the next scene, we meet Otis, who is properly played by Bill Mosley. Yes, this time he probably gets credit, too. <laughs> and he's giving a, an extremely Charles Manson-esque rant to three tied-up cheerleaders. Don't the missing like it. cheerleaders. Again, don't you know, need it. This, these are all the cards that I have. Let me just show yeah, them all to you right give it now. Away. Imagine if... You know how the group meets Otis later? Imagine if that was the first time we met Otis. That would have been... That's much better. Honestly, that would have been really cool. Because now I already know what this dude's about. I don't want to know yet. And they do it again. They do it again in a yeah, minute. But, uh, <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I thought it was odd that while he's giving his little monologue, the lighting goes from normal to like bright red to I, normal uh, to bright red. I read about that. Apparently, Rob Zombie filmed two versions of a lot of scenes so he could appease Universal. He's like, we need to use both. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what confused me is using both because I think the white light was either to appease or not to appease and the red light was the opposite. Same with a lot of gore. There were a lot of gory or scenes filmed, but for some reason he went ahead and used both. Again, stylistic choices. Eh, Sure. Sure, man. Stylistic. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to that. It's going to come down to that a lot, really. (laughs) I'm being honest with you. So Bill and Baby arrive and she shows him her baby dolls that are stuck up on the side of the house. And she says that she used to like to take the heads and the, was it the arms yeah. off? But all those dolls had they heads had their, and arms. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's like, well, not, not these. Uh. Somebody else put these up. But when I did it, no. One thing I really enjoyed about this is the shot of the dolls, that slow 70s zoom. I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for that zoom. Yeah. And it gets a little grainy and I love it. I'm sorry. Well, they find the front door locked and baby tells him to wait here and she's go going to go around the back. Bill waits. And like you said, we, zoom, we zoom in zoom, on yeah. the faces of the dolls and then baby appears behind him. And the sound she makes is not, <laughs> did not come from no. her. Not human. And but, Bill and, doesn't even try to. God, he's like, you scared the shit out no, of me. No, he yells at her for yeah. scaring him. And then he's like, is your brother ready to go? And she's like, oh, yeah, he already left. Okay, no. later later we see how big this house is. Yes. And there's no way. No. <laughs> she was gone for five seconds. Yeah. She, some kids she, made, <laughs> she made it around the whole side of the house, opened the door, came in to let him in, and told her brother where they're at and what he needs to... Like, Impossible. I would be like, can I tell him? Or can I go with him? <laughs> back at the car, Denise and Mary are in the backseat playing cards, and Jerry is asleep in the front, so I don't know yeah. how long they've been gone. Great question. But um, well, knowing Jerry, probably like five minutes. Right. He's like, I'm gonna take. I ate some chicken. I'm fucking tired. (laughs) Mary hears the sound and finally switches on the headlights to reveal RJ, played by Robert Allen Mukes, dressed in a Red Dead Redemption Two style bear head situation. 
And after a moment of panic, they realize that he's there to tow them mm-hmm. back at the house. <laughs> While looking at her like knickknacks and stuff around the house, mm-hmm. Bill asks if it's just her and her brother who live here. Off screen, Baby says, no, a bunch of them are around here somewhere. Otis is upstairs messing around. Again, we get footage of Otis terrorizing the cheerleaders upstairs. And how does nobody hear this? (laughs) He's laughing maniacally and the cheerleaders are screaming. It's just, again, I know I I said the house was big, but it's not that big. We don't need it. Baby comes in with some hot chocolate and marshmallows and we get the first (laughs) of many shots of Sherry Moon Zombie's ass in this franchise. I just want to say something very quickly. <laughs> a lot of people fault Rob Zombie for casting Sherry Moon in all of his movies and showing her ass so much. I gotta be honest with you, man. This man loves his wife. Yeah, it's like I don't sweet in how, a weird way. I don't see how it can be taken as a bad thing that he loves his wife so much. And apparently he's an ass man, which I respect, Rob. I mean, I don't know that we need to see her ass so much. He but... loves it. <laughs> and we gotta try to be supportive. Stylistic. <laughs> Yes, keep using, yeah. But, you know, all I'm I'm saying is that if I was married and I was a filmmaker, I would probably be casting my wife in movies. Right. I would have you in movies, but I don't think anybody needs to be looking at your ass and tiny Daisy Dukes or... Or assless chaps. Yeah, no. (laughs) Well, but she was wearing full-on pants and they were just pulled down. They were just down. Yeah. (laughs) It just wasn't even... Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Didn't even quite make sense. Uh. So Bill makes a joke about the moose head stuck up on the wall and baby tells him he sure is silly for a guy with glasses. Which I don't. Yeah, I don't. She takes them off of Bill and puts them on herself. And I wear reading glasses. I don't wear glasses full time. You do. T, yes. And I that's got to be fucking annoying when people mess with your glasses. It would be pretty annoying. Um, and again, Bill has a girlfriend. So yeah. this is flirting. This is flat it's out. flirtatious and it gets yeah. worse. He tries to play it cool. I'll give him his credit because yeah. he's not like, ooh, yeah. No, you know? he's he's he's, <laughs> he's awkward. You, yeah. Like he feels weird. You can tell. But don't touch uh, my fucking glasses. <laughs> 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 but like we said, she is flirting with him. And I guess that's fine. They didn't establish relationships in the car. No. But then she sticks his her finger in his hot chocolate. Yeah. And to me, that's not cool at all. Well, he says that the hot chocolate's tasty. And she's like, it's not the only tasty thing in this house. Now, <laughs> <laughs> we get she's talking about herself. But then we're treated to a cutaway of what I can only describe is baby uh, masturbating with a skeleton. Now, yeah. I don't know why she was talking about the skeleton. Yes, (laughs) like the skeleton is real sexy, dude. But I don't get why this is necessary. And again, and she's also dancing in front of flames and laughing. It's showing too much. We already Mm -hmm. get what she's talking about. (laughs) You know, yeah. Like to show that is a little much. But then she asks him if he's flirting with her, and he says no, and it just gets even more awkward. Yes. And then RJ comes, you know, he pulls up in the car honking his horn and Bill gets up to go to his friends that are coming in (laughs) and girlfriend and baby stays on the couch and she's pissed. She's disappointed. Now, and there was also some really oddly tense music playing during the scene (laughs) with baby and Bill. And you're like, what? What is this? (laughs) There's no tension here. It's a girl flirting awkwardly with a dude. And then also her fiddling with the skeleton. Yeah, fiddling. (laughs) Fiddling about. Yes. 
Later on, they're all in the living room, and Denise asks to use their phone to call her dad. Baby is just ignoring her, watching TV, and still wearing Bill's glasses. Yes. And I got to tell you, I'm Mary. I roll up in that house, and you're wearing my fucking dude's glasses. I'm a, I am have a, an issue See, right off the bat. and you understand why Mary well, is. She was, she was an asshole from jump. Oh, Let, yes. Let's be fair. All right, I take it back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, I'd be like... Why the fuck is she wearing your glasses? We were drinking hot chocolate and he's like, what? (laughs) He's like, she took it from me. I was afraid. (laughs) Have you seen this house? Um, Suddenly, Mother Firefly, played by Karen Black, comes in to tell them that they don't have a phone. She is super dramatic. (laughs) She's playing with the boa. Jerry stands up and she forces him to sit back down. (laughs) Just to say no. But Baby, like, is rolling her eyes. Like, this is a lot even for baby yes. she's like god she's doing her fucking thing again every time we bring people over well this is her mom yeah like could you imagine no <laughs> i would never bring anyone over no. so uh mother firefly like curls up next to jerry and again denise is just chilling yeah, i'm like nothing <laughs> now when she curls up next to jerry jerry immediately tries to look down, her shirt, down her shirt and it's not even hidden at all <laughs> He asks if the tow truck guy can take him to the phone. She's like, his name is Rufus Jr., but we call him RJ. And he's like, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a highly cerebral nickname. She had to explain it. He makes a dumb joke when she asks him what his name is. Yeah. From and the Crab she, Nebula yes, or whatever. She laughs really hard. Yeah. And then she snaps at Baby to go check on RJ and their car. And Baby leaves to go do that, dropping off Bill's glasses on her way out. Mother Firefly asks what they're doing out here on Halloween. It's not Halloween. Yes. It's Halloween I was Eve. Just gonna <laughs> say that. Yeah. Which again Karen. is possibly a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Left in. Jerry says they're they're trying to take in a hoedown. And again, she over the top laughs really, really hard. And then they're like, he's kidding. And she kind of looks like you know, so annoying. I thought you really wanted to yeah. take in a hoedown. We love hoedowns here. But yeah. if that joke didn't land earlier at the gas station right why would you do it again with bill oh shit yeah, yeah. yeah you should that, know better jerry's dumb you're just a few miles up the road <laughs> jerry's it's not like you're dumb. in a new town yeah. jerry's they don't, take, they don't take too kindly fat to that. chris hardwick, chris hardwick yeah. <laughs> he's like the worst character i would not be that guy's friend I, at all <laughs> I, well, he's probably a great writer that's probably uh, i mean with that book something like, i gotta keep him around I, yeah, yeah right you gotta be good <laughs> this book something. isn't getting done and he really <laughs> does suck as a friend he didn't put yeah. gas in he didn't no, get yeah. the spare tire no. like, i don't want to go anywhere with and he sucks as a boyfriend too karen black shirt so like i said she looks a little bit offended and asks if they're just too good to take in the pleasures of you know halloween and mary says no they're just too old so now baby comes back in wearing a nightgown she had a costume change and she has a big bowl of popcorn and she says that rj's gone but tiny's home and rj went to go get a new wheel for their car Mm -hmm. after saying that he's going to be gone for a couple hours Denise is like, well, can Tiny take us to a phone? And this is hilarious yeah, they just to them. Laughing. Tiny doesn't have a car. He doesn't even have a bicycle. It's like, look, we just met Tiny. We don't even... Well, we, no, we yeah, haven't even met him. We haven't knows, seen yeah. him. I don't fucking know anything. <laughs> don't laugh at my questions. But Mother Firefly stands up and invites them all to dinner because Halloween Eve is so special to them. Like, oh, now it's Halloween Eve. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right before the scene ends, we get a video of a couple of the cheerleaders, or maybe three of them, yeah. dead on a bed. Right. So, what are what happened to the cheerleaders yeah. and who did it? Again. Yeah. Not necessary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, and that was the other thing that I forgot to mention. When they show that thing of Otis giving his Charles Manson speech, they show the exterior of the Firefly house. When they show <laughs> Bill and Baby walking up to the Firefly house, it's the same exterior. So you so know everything is happening else. here. Wow. Yes. So it's just giving it all oh, away Lord. too quickly. So at the next scene, they're at dinner. And they're all sitting at the table, and Jerry is playing with a mask that reminded me a lot of the mask that Leatherface wore yes. in the dinner scene. Get out of here. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. His the makeup cheeks, mask. The yeah. ma- yes. But they all have a mask in front of them on their plates. Mm-hmm. And walks Tiny, played by Matthew McGrory, and he's wearing a mask, but not like a costume mask, like a... Like hide a, my face like mask. Mankind. Yes. Like yeah, mankind. Yeah, like mankind. No joke. He looks at them and sits down. And he's like seven foot. He's yeah, what, that ten? A giant. He's huge. That I would be stunned into silence, I think. And they do a pretty cool shot of them looking up at him and then him yeah. looking down at them. Yes. I like that as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. Mother Firefly walks in after Tiny sits down and shows him a note that just says, get grandpa. And he goes to get grandpa. But I was like, God damn, I just sat down. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, couldn't you have told me? Hauling these I... bones around? Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so Mother Firefly sits down in Tiny's seat and tells him that Tiny can't hear very well. It's his dad's fault. His dad wasn't a bad man, but one day he just tried to burn the house down. So we get a flashback, I guess, to Earl. Yes. Tiny's dad. Earl Firefly. Wearing a gas mask, I think. <laughs> pouring gas directly onto Tiny. But he's, Earl looks like he's in full costume. He does. He's not yeah. just some dude wearing a gas mask. No. He's like fucking Bane almost yeah. looking like. <laughs> he pours gas directly onto Tiny and we see Tiny just burning. Yeah. But according to Mother Firefly, who's recounting the story, he never meant to hurt them. It's like, well, he did it. <laughs> He, he did, failed. He did a bad yeah. job. He failed. Yeah. But Tiny's ears were destroyed and he was badly burned, hence the mask. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, Tiny wakes up Grandpa, who's played by Dennis Fimple. And wasn't this Dennis Fimple's last His last performance? role. Yeah. It's like really sad because his character is disgusting. Yeah. And um, we'll talk later, but there is so much more that was done with this character in the original script that I loved. But we'll talk after the... Uh... I, I can't wait to hear it. All right. Um, <laughs> honestly... <laughs> Mother Firefly says that Tiny is shy, but he'll warm up, especially to the ladies, because he's a real lady killer. I think they mean that literally. Yes, He kills women. (laughs) (laughs) Upstairs, Baby is putting on stage makeup and listening to the Ramones. She berates one of the cheerleaders for not cheering her up once since she got here. This, to me, would have been a much better reveal of the cheerleaders being in the Firefly oh, house. Oh, dude, I can't agree more. If they, if you had not seen them once before, and then she's getting ready for dinner, and she's and like- it pans yeah, over, and you're, and you're like, like, oh fuck. my God, what are these no, people getting yeah, themselves into? I, agree. I couldn't agree more. No, I agree. And so the fact that they show them with Otis before, you're like- Yeah, yeah no, it's ruined. On, you already know. It's you not know a shock. Happening. Yeah. But next to this cheerleader, we see another cheerleader who is clearly dead, but they zoom way yeah. in on her face so Again. that we know she's dead. I love these zooms. I'm sorry. Well, st- stylistic. Yes. <laughs> Downstairs, while Grandpa is, again, disgusting disgustingly stuffing his face mm-hmm. mother firefly tells everyone to put, <laughs> to put their masks on so they can have dessert and everybody does except for mary and then grandpa's like she's not gonna let anybody yeah. have dessert Dude, he's like i don't like it any more than you do yeah. but we're getting some fucking pie <laughs> and i'm sorry again why does mary gotta be such a jerk just everybody's it doing it just put it on and bill even said look let's fucking follow the rules here so we can get out of yes. here yeah and she's yeah, Why? Just put the damn mask on. Put it on. on. 
Jerry asks Mother Firefly about Dr. Satan, and just as she begins to talk, Otis walks in carrying a jar and says he knows all about it. And ever since you said that, I can't stop thinking about how good this reveal would yes. be. Yes, this is your first meeting of Otis. <sighs> that sucks. Right? Yeah, no, that sucks. That's why I'm saying I feel like there's so much of a good you're film like, what here. the hell is yeah. this dude's story? Because yeah. I mean, in his eyes? In the script, he is he has albinism so that was the red eyes yes and the white and the hair pale skin and the yeah so that makes more sense yeah that... it makes more sense because it just looks like bad context yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that was a choice so mother firefly is very seemingly shocked and happy that otis has come down for dinner yeah and her and her mask showing this display of emotion is unsettling. It's scary. Yeah. And she's like, and you brought Leroy and starts kissing the jar. And I guess there's some kind of fetus in the jar. All right. So (laughs) in the script, I think his name was Wolf. They changed the name of the the fetus. I don't know. Leroy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. They're like, look, we're going for a theme here with this family. Leroy Jenkins. So Otis says he doesn't know who they've been talking to. And when Bill says they got their information from Captain Spaulding, Otis calls him a bitch hog. Yes, he does. Now, I've only heard that term <laughs> one other time in, in my whole life. And mm-hmm. it was on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I thought you meant it was on House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> no, yeah. And again, that's what I'm talking about, where you've never, this has literally never been uttered before no. outside of that film. So don't try to tell me that you weren't thinking about it when you made Just this. Just say it was an homage. And say, then, I love that movie so much. Yeah, I wanted to, to pay tribute to it. And when later you are such a horror aficionado, everyone knows there's no way. You've oh, seen it. Te- Texas Chainsaw Man? Yeah. I've never even Stop. heard of that. But it's the 70s. It's Texas. They're at a gas station. They get food from the gas station. There's a hitchhiker. Yeah. Dinner they go scene. to this house of whores. There's a dinner scene. A family. The fucking mask. Like, <laughs> like it's, please. It's everything. It's everything. Yes. I, it's until the last 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just a fucking fever dream there. But <laughs> we'll get to that. So Otis says that Captain Spaulding tells stories to sell his junk and that he doesn't tell Yankees the truth about what's going on. The way Bill Mosley delivers that line always makes me laugh. You don't tell no Yankee Yankee boys no no truth. (laughs) Grandpa berates Jerry, basically. And Jerry's like, I just really want to know. Well, and this plays so well to me into what we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. But Grandpa goes, the boy said he'd like to know. Enlighten him. Keep that in mind. Okay. It's fucking cool. Otis says, and when I was a kid, dude, I was like, that's the coolest shit I ever heard. Oh. Otis oh. says, I bet you'd stick your head in the fire if I told you you could see hell. Fantastic. Yeah. That's a good line. I'll <laughs> give him like, that. I was like, man, that guy's the coolest one. I wrote it on my spiral and shit. <laughs> For sure, dude. And after a little weird family inside joke. Is that it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> did I miss something? I don't know. Mary is like, can we just change the subject? <laughs> A clock chimes and Grandpa jumps up saying, dinner's over, it is showtime. Now, in the script, this is the first time they've ever done this. And so Grandpa is excited to That's do it. That's a question in my yes. notes. Yeah. Because I was like, how often do they do this? Do they do it every night? But this was the first time they've ever done it. It was going to be a Halloween Eve tradition of the family doing Starting this. Tonight. They even made like really like rudimentary like programs and stuff and whatnot. And they were all like drawn on really poorly and I would crayon. Have, I would have liked to see that. Yes. I but would have instead, liked, this, it's they don't, a weird disjointed for what no the reason. fuck is happening yeah. right now. But to think that this family is starting a tradition and they just so happen to be here for it, yeah. that's much more interesting. Yeah, I agree. 
we get these game show style graphics too, telling us that it's showtime. <laughs> it is in fact showtime. A curtain opens up and grandpa's doing his type five and <laughs> we get bits and pieces of a dirty joke. I know the joke, but we don't get to hear it no, all. It's don't. not a great joke. I'll it's, be honest it's with you. It's gross. Yeah, it's real gross. Um, and when he gets to the end of the joke, Mary goes, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like she can't even just enjoy the joke. Well, it's the joke and it's a lot of screaming too. Yeah, the screaming is unnecessary. And uh, Jerry stands up and applauds. He does. Before leaving, Grandpa says that there's something special for the men. And we get a graphic. I don't know if it's breaking the fourth wall. I don't know. That's like special attraction. Uh, It's stylistic. Stylistic. (laughs) Mother Firefly is working the spotlight in the back. (laughs) And that's when I was like, do they do this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I literally wrote, I was like, is this every night after dinner? I hope he has better jokes on other nights. Yeah. (laughs) Baby comes out to lip sync, I want to be loved by you. Jerry literally goes, wow. Right in front of Denise. Again, he's right a, a her- horrible boyfriend. She like gapes at him like, yeah, are she's you like- fucking kidding me? <laughs> Baby leaves the stage and is kind of like playing to each of them while she's lip syncing. But when she gets to Bill, she sits on his lap. I and think she genuinely had a thing for Bill. I agree. And M- Mary's done. Yeah. It's done. Uh, she jumps up and tells her to get off pushing her to the ground. Now, her delivery of this line is not great. I think we can all agree on that. Mary's performance shines later. And only later. And only later. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately right now, not great. But she pushes her down and is cussing at her. Baby gets right back up, takes out a knife, and threatens to cut Mary's tits off. I don't know where she got that knife. Her words. I don't know where she got the knife either (laughs) because her clothes are skin tight. There There was no knife anywhere. But Mother Firefly pulls her away from Mary. Suddenly, RJ busts in and is like, car's done. Mother Firefly is like, you you should get out of here. And they're like, bet. Wait, does your mechanic not do that? When <laughs> car's <laughs> done. <laughs> With a bear hat on. So they, they kind of rush out and Baby tells Mother Firefly that she loves her. And then they just start cackling. See, now for me, again, this is because they know what's coming. Yes. And... So do we. Exactly. That's the problem. (laughs) It would be much nicer if we didn't. I totally agree. Outside, they all pile into the car and get ready to go. But with the clap of thunder, Baby throws herself against the window. (laughs) And that's the line. They're like... They all start screaming. (laughs) They take off. Yeah. Bill stops the car to get out and open the gate, but he is parked... Super yep. fucking far from the gate. And we would be crap. That gate was very, very not We're well going built. Through it. We'll just We're say. going, We're going right through the gate. I'll pay for the damages later. If we have to, <laughs> if it's, you know, us versus the fireflies in court, we'll deal with That's it then. Fine. As long as we're away tonight. Bill, like I said, gets out. And when he walks past a scarecrow, the scarecrow jumps down and goes after him. Bill turns around and the scarecrow hits him in the face and starts beating him while he's on the ground. Jerry, I don't know what the fuck Jerry thought he was (laughs) going to do. Well, Jerry watched it all happen, but just sat there. (laughs) He did. He goes out, I guess, to help, but he gets taken down too. And another scarecrow, who is obviously tiny, jumps down and body slams Jerry against the car. He didn't need to take off his mask. <laughs> and he does, it's like, <gasps> oh, it's tiny? That wasn't Grandpa Hugo? Yeah. Uh, the, first, <laughs> the first scarecrow reveals himself as Otis, taking his mask off. The girls close the door and scream as Tiny takes his mask off and comes toward the car. I would be climbing in the front seat. I would well, get out and try you, to run. I would do anything but, at but the same sit time, in the car. Are you really going to drive away from your boyfriend's corpses? Well, they're, they're, if they're corpses, well, yeah. yes. They might be corpses. I don't know. <laughs> if they're corpses, yes. But not wise. 
Tiny breaks the window and pulls Denise out and like takes off with her. Mm-hmm. Otis breaks the windshield and <laughs> jumps on the hood of the car and does like a Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, huh? <laughs> the wind. And yeah. Shit. Mary is just sitting in the backseat screaming. The next thing we see, it's morning and RJ's leaving the house and we get a little note that says October 31st and another one clarifying Halloween. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, d- see, that's that's why they put it in there. And RJ refuses to wear an undershirt. <laughs> he will not. It is unbelievable. He is either full bear or he is bare yes. chest. <laughs> or a bear hat. <laughs> that's all we got. But RJ gets in his truck and leaves. And I don't know where he's going or what he's doing, but that's the end of that scene. Yeah. Um, now we're at Don's house. Denise's oh, dad. I know where he's going. Please tell me. The car. Oh, the car. Nobody gets in his truck. He's got to oh, tow it. Oh, he's towing it. Yeah, that's their his car, whole right? role. Yeah, that's all he does. The tow truck guy. Yeah, it was their car. Right? Yes, yeah. he was towing their car yeah. with his truck. Which again, I don't understand why he's doing this. Now we're at Don's house. Denise's dad. He picks up the phone, and we get this weird, grainy footage of a building that says City Hall. So I guess he's calling City <laughs> <Yeah>. Hall. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You could just show him in his office picking up. We know yeah, he's I, something. Right? Yes. So Sheriff Frank Houston answers and already knows Don. Don says he's worried about Denise and the last that he heard they were out by Captain Spaulding's. The sheriff knows where that's at because we saw him, we at, the saw start. him at the beginning yeah. and says he'll check on them. They're probably stuck in the mud because it rained last night. <laughs> he says it was raining like a son of a bitch <laughs> last night. And I'm like, who says it like that? Like if you were to say it, when you put the emphasis on bitch, raining like a son yeah. of a bitch, it was raining like a son of a bitch last night. It was raining like a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're weird with inflection. I am very though. weird yeah. with inflection. Ever since I was a kid, that's always rubbed me the wrong way. But the way he said it, I was like, this sheriff's pretty cool. I don't know why. <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, I like this guy. Maybe it's the beard. Beards are cool, man. Back at the house, we get grainy snapshots of last night's events as Mary wakes up. She's tied to a chair and has a dunce cap on. I First of all, that's insult to injury. Second of all... <laughs> You're stupid. I really, really liked the photos as a means to say this is her remembering, remembering last night's yeah. events. I thought that was pretty neat looking. She is screaming, understandably. But she has a, like a gag in her mouth. Right. Otis comes in telling her to shut up because he's working and then yells at her for never having worked. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what work is? But really, his work is not work. No. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, how does he know he's she's never worked? He has no yeah. idea. They were working. Yeah. Well, they, no, you're right. Well, yeah, they true. were. Yeah, they were working. It's like we the, were on assignment tonight. Yeah. But he's like, did you just scoop an ice cream at summer? And he's yeah. like, what the hell what are, are you talking, talking about? about? This isn't about me, is it, Otis? Yeah. <laughs> you, we need to talk. You need to talk. I'll listen. So he removes her gag, but only after telling her that if she makes a peep, he's going to feed her intestines to her. So immediately, she immediately she's like, why are you doing this? Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't have said shit. No. That was her choice. Um, <laughs> she asked where Bill is and if he's OK. And Otis says Bill has been a blessing. He had such a dry spell before him, but he was just the perfect specimen. And at the word specimen, I'd be like, either Bill is dead or Bill. Bill wants to be dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. nothing good is happening Kill to Bill right now. Wrong. Yes. Yeah. We get flashback footage, I guess, of Bill strapped up as Baby and Otis come in and laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> Baby turns on Brick House. Yes, Brick House. The Commodores. Yes, and dances and laughs as Otis cuts Bill's face with the razor. He then takes an axe and cuts Bill's arm off. Now... 
the most unflattering angle for Rain oh, Wilson. Oh, man. Yeah. I, felt, real I felt bad, bad for him. I'd be like, it's Rob. Like, it's like when your friend tags you in a photo on Facebook. You're like, why the you fuck did mother- you use that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, The only like one a, I look a, like an idiot. Toad or something. He <laughs> 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 um, Present time Mm -hmm. mary begs to see bill and otis is like all right and he pulls her over to a curtain he pulls the curtain aside to unveil fish boy half fish half bill fish boy design looks pretty cool because i can't really (laughs) tell where bill ends and where the fish begins i gotta say oh yeah all right you know special effects or otis the artist either way well, this is just the next day too, so he was working yeah. hard. He did that yeah, fast. Yeah, he was inspired. To do that. Yeah. <laughs> Bill's Bill a great was specimen. a <laughs> <laughs> But then Otis kisses Mary, and she calls him a freak. Warranted. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, he's Otis is just weird. She's like that. That can't be real. And Otis is like, it's as real as I want it to be, Mama. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? What t- are you? What, what, are, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is it real or is it not? Yeah. Real? That's not Bill, is it? <laughs> At Captain Spaulding's, we see Ravelli outside waving balloons and his big, huge mask. Still seemingly covered in the blood from last night. Correct. (laughs) Wait, did he have the blood on him in the murder ride? Probably. I don't remember it being there. Well, I mean, he looked dirty. He always looks dirty. (laughs) (laughs) He's never clean. He's out, you know, doing his thing as a cop car pulls up. Deputies Wydell, played by Tom Tolles, and Nash, played by Walton Goggins, who... I love Walton Goggins, <laughs> man. so great. Oh, is that Venus? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy was the best thing about Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Dude, he's You're fantastic. I loved that guy. He's a great actor. And then he hooked up with Tarantino. Oh, yeah. Was in a yeah. few of his. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's great. he's great. Anyway, they get out of the car. <laughs> they have no appreciation for the place and just start ringing the bell. Captain Spaulding is cursing at them from the other room until he comes out and sees that they're cops. And he's like, oh, but his shirt, it says pigs is beautiful. And it's a picture of a pig with a police hat on. (laughs) It's like the the perfect and least perfect thing to be wearing at this moment. They tell him they're there to get some information on some missing kids. Wydell shows a picture of Denise to Captain Spaulding and he launches <laughs> off saying that he likes his women with a little more meat, the bigger the cushion, the sweeter yeah. the cushion. Then he starts pelvic thrusting and <laughs> well, <laughs> Wydell never said, "Are you sexually attracted to this girl?" Yeah. <laughs> like that was never the conversation, so I don't know Nobody's why he's sharing any, for any of this, no. but um they're not here for the joke. No. Captain Spaulding is finally like, look, there's some stupid kids. They were asking about the Dr. Satan tree, so I drew them a map, and they probably fucking got lost. Things get tense. Very. And Wydell, it ends with him saying, like, well, why don't you just draw me that same map? Then we get this segue. I guess it's played to be a dream. It's like these infrared shots of Denise running while a couple tells us that that skunk ape, I said skunk ape, <laughs> It's a cryptid. It's, I think it's had, a cousin of the Bigfoot. Had, well, he's a pervert. Yeah. He had impure relations with the wife of the couple, and now the husband is going to kill him. What makes me laugh is a few things. She, first of all, she backs up her husband. She's like, that's right. He performed lurid acts on me and my person. So her and her person are two different things. Number, number two, he's like, show him a picture, honey. And she has a picture she drew of the skunk ape. <laughs> Which is really fucking funny. The thing is about this section is in the script. Apparently, the skunk ape was more prevalent. 
He actually shows up. There's like three, four cutaways to the skunk ape. He has his own like little B plot, the I guess. Hell? I'm just so confused. I would, and love, I, don't, I would love to have seen that fleshed yeah. out. I'm just so confused by this whole thing, this like Maury Povich situation of the skunk ape banged my wife, uh, you know, need a lie detector test. I don't know what's this happening. This is Jerry here. Springer. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, fair, yeah. Let's be clear. But it's just so weird. And I'm assuming the, really the only thing that I can make sense of is what you're saying, that this is like Denise's dream i guess because we see this and then we see her wake up yeah but well, we see. that's i think that's me really trying to make sense of what i just saw because it literally it doesn't makes make no any sense. sense um but in this infrared situation denise comes to the grave of dr satan and we look back and forth between the grave and denise for a long time until mm-hmm. dr satan pops up out of the grave like i said then, springs up like yes, yeah yes nosferatu yeah <laughs> the next thing we see is denise waking up strapped to a bed and she has like stage makeup on mm-hmm. yeah and she's dressed like a doll to me i thought no, she was yeah, dressed yeah, like a doll. Yeah, yeah. we're in the point of view of someone walking through a tunnel and then the door opens and it's tiny who comes in with his cereal which is agatha crispies <laughs> they which zoom is adorable. in on the box which yeah. i'd be proud <laughs> very, of that joke too very cute and what seems to be a dog bowl with his name yeah. on it mm-hmm he is sloppily eating his cereal and even offers Denise some. Well, he offered her some before he went ham on it. So that was polite. <laughs> He's at like, least. all right. Yeah, because like, I'm going to fuck it up. You my sure? question is, did, <laughs> <don't want> any- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking- did Tiny put her in this dress and do her makeup? Well, it was done poorly. I believe it. All right. Um, <laughs> she-, <laughs> she begs for him to let her go. And so he does and just keeps eating. He takes really her strap off. Yeah. <laughs> He even waves at her. <laughs> she goes to yeah. leave. Yeah, he's like, see ya. <laughs> oh, you wanted to leave. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. I got to but practice he, my makeup. Tiny, I'm fine. And Tiny also can't hear. Oh, well, maybe his mom's underestimating him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, I don't he's like, know. no, I can hear. I Tiny, just don't like did to you do, do the dishes? He's just <laughs> sitting there. It's like, God damn it, Tiny. And he's like, got another one over on Mother Firefly. <laughs> Didn't have to do the dishes. <laughs> But just as Denise starts to climb the stairs, Otis jumps in, grabs her, and throws her in a cell. Now, he throws her in the cell, and it looks like there's a bunch of clothes and stuff on the floor. Yes. Three people come <laughs> out of the clothes and, like, engulf Denise. I'm like, are what these more cheerleaders? The fuck was what that? is Why did they pounce on her? There are five her? cheerleaders that went missing. Yes. Three were dead in Otis's room. One was alive in baby's room. One was dead in baby's room. Three plus two is five. Yes. I don't know who these clothes creatures were that <laughs> popped out and grabbed Denise. I uh, Denise was dreaming again. <laughs> the, the whole movie was yeah, Denise's it's, dream. Was Stylistic. Stylistic. Otis looks at Tiny and Tiny shrugs like, oh no. So she has to be let go. She wanted to leave. What do you want me to do? Then we get more shaky cam shots of cars and planes for some reason. At this point, I'm like, we don't need any more transitions. Please. Yeah, I, Rob, stop. Yeah. And the fact that none of these... There are some of these in the script, but there's nowhere near as many as appear in the film. These are all afterthoughts. You don't need them. And they feel like it. And it makes you wonder, you got a movie that's 89 minutes. What would it be without these? Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be feature length. Same problem Um, we had with Sleepaway Camp, remember? Yeah. Where the The shots lingered for 45 minutes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere outside, the deputies pull up to the car that the, the group was driving, and they call it in. It's abandoned. The windows are smashed. And it looks like doors were missing. Like, they fucked oh, this yeah, car they up. Did. Back at the house, Jerry is struggling against being duct taped to a chair. And he's next to a giant poster painting something yeah. of the creature from the Black Lagoon. 
now I did see in an interview with Rob Zombie that that's his favorite Universal monster. So, all right. So, there well, you go. so Denise was dreaming. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Stylistic. <laughs> Baby comes in and asks him what number she's thinking of. And when he doesn't answer, she starts cutting his hair, which is obviously a wig. But <laughs> that's the line for him. And he's like, no, no stop, wait, please. please. Uh, Not my beautiful locks. <laughs> So she asks him who her favorite movie star is. And if he gets this right, she'll just let him go. He's like, Marilyn Monroe? Which is a fair guess. There is literally nothing that will allow him to get this question right. <laughs> right. There's no, like, it's not like, ah. He <laughs> no, was screwed. Fair. Yeah. yeah. But the correct answer is Betty Davis. Solid choice. Yeah. And so she laughs and proceeds to scalp him. But her fucking laugh. Yeah. I, that ruined a lot for me. Yeah. Like a lot. And it it made it hard at times to kind of want to continue. He's like, with oh the no. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. She doesn't laugh anymore, does she? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's off putting. And it's not I don't know, I think maybe they were just trying to make her sound insane. Yeah. It doesn't come off like that. Yeah, it just no, comes off as annoying. Oh, no, yeah. It's like, oh, so baby's it's like, oh, annoying. Oh my God. Your number is five. Just kill me. It's like, yeah. just, I don't know. Right. I don't care. At this point, my fucking ears yeah, are bleeding. Take me yeah. out, please. Yeah. Back at the car, the sheriff is out there now and the deputies are investigating the car and Nash finds keys inside. They open the trunk and a girl is inside naked with the words treat and trick carved into her. Then we get a video of Otis yelling at us, saying that he hopes we like what we see. Now, again, don't need Otis there. Um, but also, the first time I saw this movie, Did I thought think that it was, was Mary? Mary. Me too. I thought it was Mary in the trunk. It looks just like her. And no, yeah. Oh, so it wasn't? It's no, not. It's one of the cheerleaders. It's one of the cheerleaders. I so, absolutely thought that was Mary. Are you sure? Yes. It yes. Like because one of the because they later. say it later. Yeah. And we see Mary later. Yes. So it, it, it doesn't... kind of yes. just like no, that No, it looks girl. just like her. And this is... Better explained in the script, Ugh. and we'll talk about it in a minute. God damn it, dude. Back at the house, Otis and Grandpa are watching the Munsters. <laughs> it's the Dragula oh. episode. <laughs> oh, that's just yeah. great. So Rob Zombie, of course. Yeah, and Otis is throwing knives at Jerry, who is suspended on the wall, bald, but still alive, and he still has his scalp that we just saw taken. Yeah, yeah there's no piece missing. No. No, it's just a bald head. Yeah. <laughs> With scraps. It was Denise's dream. (laughs) (laughs) Outside somewhere, the deputies have a Coke as they're waiting on an ex-cop who's supposed to ride with them and help. When he shows, the ex-cop is Denise's dad. Two things. One, loved the 70s Coca-Cola bottles. Yeah. Two, I don't think they would let her dad in on this investigation. Complete unprofessional conflict of interest. Uh, None of that. It would not happen. No. And that's not their, like... Are you sure he's supposed to ride with... They're not saying like this. He shouldn't even yes. be here. Yeah, like, no. Clearly something horrible has happened. This dude has no business being not there. Not at all. But he's there. And <laughs> he asks about the body. And this is when they say it's one of the missing cheerleaders. They're going to go investigate farms around where the kids were headed out to. So any farm that's around the tree area. Mm-hmm. Then we get... <laughs> video of a man pointing a shotgun at us and telling us that we're not going to hell this is hell well, his name i is... think he's specifically talking about his patch of land because he's right <laughs> yeah. his name is lewis dover i think he's honestly broadcasting live from 2020 but <laughs> <laughs> this, is this is hell, hell. <laughs> you don't have to go to hell 
But uh, yeah, I don't understand this at all. Nobody does. Okay. Uh, stylistic. Yes. Denise is still dreaming. She's yeah. just dreaming away. Yeah. Um, then we get the deputies and Don pulling up to the house, but it's like infrared. Are the police on shrooms? I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know why you needed to do do you the infrared it. for you the weird it. shit, the little sidebar yeah. cutaways. But the cops were just talking like they were like, you come out here often? Or, and it's like fucking infrared. Yeah. Like, what is happening? It was just so odd. Yeah. I... <laughs> Back at the house, the deputies and Don are there now. Nash and Don go around the back as Wydell goes to the front and knocks on the door. Mother Firefly runs and tells Otis, who's still watching the Munsters with the grandpa, <laughs> that there's a cop outside. He gives her a gun and tells her to go make nice, and he's going to go around the back and take control of the situation. Makes me laugh because Hugo's like, how many are there? And he's like, sit down. He's <laughs> like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to go tell him a dirty joke. <laughs> yeah, distract them. Um, so Nash walks into a back patio area and sees a, a spot completely covered in shoes, which would be unnerving yes. off the rip. He opens a door and gets scared by a barking dog. That sounds like four barking dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> he explains that he's afraid because he was bit by a cocker spaniel when he was eight. Then later he says it was his ex-girlfriend's dog. Yeah. I don't think he was ever bitten by a dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're just, just scared of dogs. It it's okay. Mother Firefly finally opens the door and Wydell says he has questions. Nash and Don go to investigate a noise that they hear out on the other side of the house. Mother Firefly, I guess he shows her the picture and she's like, nope, haven't seen her, bye, and tries to close the door. And he won't let her. Finally, she relents and lets him inside and you're kind of like, fuck. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Nash and Don go to break a lock off a shed, which I'm like... That's not going to hold up in court. No. Yeah. Even if you find the girls yeah. there. <laughs> you can't be like, doing that. How did that. you find the girls? They're like, damn it. <laughs> the, the lock was broken when I got there. Yeah, fuck. But when they open up the shed or barn or whatever mm -hmm. the hell it is, they find Mary strung up and screaming with the dead cheerleaders around her. Mm -hmm. well, I guess the rest of the dead. They said it was five, yeah. but I feel like there was more than five. <laughs> it but, was a cheerleading competition. Yes. <laughs> Instead of hearing her scream, the song I Remember You by Slim Whitman starts playing. I'm fine with it. I like it. I and think I it's, see, yeah. I see John Paul over here making faces. I thought it, I I thought thought it was, was cool. pretty neat. But it continues to play as Mother Firefly is talking and flirting with Wydell and looking at his pictures. And one is just looks like a candid shot of Chris Hardwick. <laughs> Dude, I think they were production photos. They must have been. Because he didn't even look like Jerry. No. No, it just looked no. like Chris Hardwick. Nash radios Wydell, and when Wydell picks up his radio, Mother Firefly takes out her gun and shoots him like through his throat. Nash's voice sounded very urgent, but Wydell's like, go ahead. <laughs> this is Wydell. He's like, Wydell, there's... And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Outside, Don is shot from behind by Otis, and he's remembering Denise and his wife. It's like a sad little flashback. Mm -hmm. Otis comes behind Nash, and again, we don't hear anything but the music. No. And Nash drops his gun. Otis is scratching his belly while yes! he has a gun <laughs> on Nash. It's just how casual he is about it. He's like, whatever. Yeah. But Nash drops his gun, gets on his knees. The song ends, and we get an incredibly long pause with Otis's gun to Nash's head before he pulls the trigger, and Nash falls dead in slow motion. It was 30 seconds long. It which, feels longer. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're watching nothing happen in a film for nothing. 30 seconds, the suspense, you could have done it in 15, 10. And that would have been more than enough. Yes. All right. 
Remind me to tell my mom to not listen to this episode. <laughs> the next thing we see. Sorry, mom. Yes, sorry, mom. Turn the turn it off. Turn it off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie's song "Pussy Liquor" plays as RJ and Baby, who is wearing assless chaps, enter Red Hot Pussy Liquors mm-hmm. to buy alcohol. Liquor spelled like the yeah. drink. Yes. After bantering with the clerk, Jerry Ober, a.k.a. Goober, they tip him and go on their way with a lot of alcohol. The scene is spliced with baby in the black wig uh, dancing. Or Betty Page. I don't know. Or Betty, whoever (laughs) the fuck it is. Yeah. Now, again, this scene in the script, Goober, as they're leaving, hands them a picture of one of the cheerleaders. And he says, this girl's missing. I went to high school with her. If you guys seen her. And then we discover... The girl in the back of the car. So we just saw her oh, picture. Man. So we know that it's her and not Mary. I think that would have been better. That would have helped. And full disclosure, when I was doing my <laughs> my work on this movie, this is the point when I picked up the phone and texted T and was like, how much do I need to put in Because <laughs> I don't, this scene feel, I mean, obviously I have to mention it, but yeah. it feels completely unnecessary. Well, Rob Zombie was like, look, we have to find out how they got this liquor. <laughs> But, Otherwise, the movie will not make sense. And there is a little bit of drinking later, but, but not, not. I would have just assumed they had it around. I don't yeah, need the, not enough for that. It's, yeah. it's really without that connection to the story. Yeah, it's yeah. pointless. Completely, completely pointless. Um, Although we do get the line, "Holy dog, I, I will. will," which I'm not gonna lie. No, I still I, say. we say that for years, so I can't. <laughs> Back at the house, we see Otis rubbing blood on his face and wearing someone's skin as a mask. Downstairs, RJ is really annoyingly chanting for Otis. And he's the only one. Otis, Otis. It's like nobody's going to join in. As everyone is getting ready for Halloween, the three that are still alive and haven't been turned into fish people are dressed as bunnies and they're like suspended from something together all back to back with each other. I can't explain it. But it's an interesting no, apparatus. Yeah, I don't know they're that. there and they wake up and we get a shot of a skinless corpse. I don't know who the hell that is. As Otis is leaving his room, we see Don's corpse with the skin on his face and chest peeled off. Mm-hmm. Otis stands dramatically at the top of the stairs, <laughs> cloaked and wearing Don's face on his face. Again, does that sound familiar to anybody? No. I don't think I've ever heard okay. of that. <laughs> and the skin was like leather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that either. Yeah, me neither. Um, he starts reciting lines, each one ending with, who's your daddy? He looks at Denise and they make sure we know that this is Don's face because they show his face three times over his skin mask. Okay, so the scene at the liquor store is maybe like a minute and a half. We literally saw Don get murdered three minutes ago. I don't think this was necessary. <laughs> who the, now, who the hell is I don't that? Know, yeah. Is that Michael Myers? I, I can't. No. It's Don. <laughs> but then he licks Denise Denise's face and then drops the cloak. He then goes to Jerry and chastises him for fucking around where they don't belong. Now, the who's your daddy part was admittedly a little cheesy, Mm -hmm. but if we could have gotten more of stuff like this that you guys were fucking around where you shouldn't have been and now this is what you get, like a more cohesive cause and effect storyline, I would have appreciated it. Mm -hmm. And then Otis tells Jerry that he was looking for Dr. Satan and now he's going to get to meet him. Remember that line. Okay. He pulls up his Don mask and whispers, it's all true. The boogeyman is real and you found him. Best line of the whole movie. No, it's incredible. And the way, the delivery, the way, it's it's great. And again, 
Why can't I have more of this? I don't know. Than the skunk ape shit and the <laughs> the shit that's about to come. But that, don't you care about that man's wife and the skunk ape? You know, I don't. Really? Yeah, I wow. don't think I do. Because he went all in on that skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think that when he tells a more grounded story of that cause and effect, it's much more an effective yeah. story. And yeah, the next section, I think honestly is where you lose me. I, I agree. Um, well, the next thing we see is them outside walking through the fog. Tiny, who's dressed as old school Batman, he is. It's very cute, um, is using like a rope suspension to pull a coffin out of a well. They tell Jerry to get in the coffin after taking his gag out because it's much more fun when they scream. Mm -hmm. It's Um, a little cheesy, that line. I like it with the screaming. It's like, come on, man. Come on. When Otis pulls a gun on Jerry to tell him to get in the coffin, Mother Firefly kisses him goodbye and says that they could have been great together. But then just yeah, drops him. Then drops him on the ground. Then RJ picks Jerry up and like throws him into the coffin. Yeah. Like a professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Dude. In my mind, I'm about to get buried alive. Yes. Just fucking shoot me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You pull the gun out. I'm not getting in. Kill me right now. Like yes. I know. Uh, fine. No contest. Right, yeah. Go ahead. Mary's like, check please, and runs (laughs) off. And Otis is about to shoot her, and Baby's like, no, let me go get her. And Otis is like, all right, fine. Then we get a video of Otis saying that hunting humans is easy because they all just run like scared rabbits. Then he keeps screaming, run, rabbit, as we see Mary run. (laughs) I liked it better in Get Out. (laughs) (laughs) Mary falls in like this makeshift cemetery and we hear baby's voice start to recite the rabbit's bride i had to look up what the fuck this even was Mm -hmm. yeah it's a Grimm's fairy tale okay apparently it's a mom who tells a little girl that there's a rabbit out there stealing their cabbage or whatever the little girl tells him to stop and the rabbit's like come with me to my rabbit hutch and she's like nah so this keeps (laughs) happening and finally she jumps on his tail and leaves and the rabbit holds her captive and sets up a wedding for them so she gets a bunch of straw and dresses it as a bride and leaves the rabbit i guess comes and she's not answering him so he hits her and the straw dummy falls over and he thinks he murdered her the end all right don't know why she's reciting it here thematically except because it's about a rabbit yeah (laughs) i was like you got a rabbit costume and it's about it i was like oh man i bet there's some like other there is not there's not not another layer but somehow mary is hearing baby's voice coming from everywhere i'm like it's supernatural at this point (laughs) baby tackles her out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and mary's spinning around i don't know how she didn't see the baby dressed all in white coming out of her um Baby stabs Mary until she dies. Uh, she says a couple more lines from the story. Does that laugh that y'all love so much? Fantastic. And then starts licking blood off of the knife. So they're cannibals. Cool. Uh, yeah. The other thing, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But <laughs> her scream when she gets stabbed is fantastic. It's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's pretty gut wrenching. But that's when I was saying that Mary's performance gets better later. Yes. <laughs> the one scream. Right. No, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They put Denise into the coffin with Jerry and lower the coffin back down into the well and Otis like sprinkles dirt on them. Tiny puts a mask on Mary, who is dead, Mm -hmm. and lowers a tape mumbling some Aleister Crowley chant like slowed way down Mm -hmm. and a lantern. He lowers it down into the well. It was saying bury me in a nameless grave and then a lot of a language I don't know. 
And so I didn't even get that far. From, yeah. what, <laughs> from what I was gathering from this point is I'm like, oh, is this supernatural from this point forward? I guess the answer is yes. I don't know. Because yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know either. But Let's just get into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, in the coffin, Denise tries to wake Jerry. <laughs> did he pass out when Mother Firefly dropped? Or did he uh, pass out when he got RG body slammed? Oh, yeah. maybe. But he's out. It was and, on uh, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> we alternate in slow motion between them, the lantern, and some undead faces. That's what I'm saying, man. Are these zombies or... That's are, what that's what I thought. You that's know, what they read. They as. have pet zombies or something. Are these there. are I these the know. thousand corpses? I guess, oh. dude. You know, a few of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the corpses come out of the water and carry Jerry away without much fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest that don't take are physically carrying Jerry away just recede back down into the water. Again, they're not. They're ghouls. I guess. Denise follows Jerry's screams into this underground area. Jerry literally yells, it's eating me. (laughs) (laughs) Which we see him later, and I don't think that's true. He's not eaten, no. (laughs) But someone in a bunny suit approaches, and she thinks it's Jerry, although she just heard Jerry screaming. But it's some random old man, and when she tries to run away, there's another man behind her. Collectively, they rip off her bunny suit and then just go about their business. (laughs) They're like, we're just here for the costume. (laughs) You got to take this back to them. They're not done. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't dirty this, right? Yeah, it's a rental. Yeah, it's <laughs> a rental. Back outside, RJ is drinking and driving the cop car around with the siren blazing. Just having a great time. He's wearing Nash's uniform. I didn't even catch yeah. that. How did he fit in Nash's well, uniform? Well, he's not. That's why you oh. see his chest. Because he won't wear <laughs> a fucking movie. shirt. <laughs> Otis has his face painted like he's a member of the band Ghost. And Oh, I love it. <laughs> he's Papa Emeritus V. Yeah. <laughs> Baby is throwing flowers. Clearly, there's some kind of ceremony going on. They put Mary's body on a pyre in the cemetery. Back underground, Denise sees through a dolly zoom Mm -hmm. a door at the end of a hallway, but the hallway is lined with corpses and skeletons on both sides, and we zoom way in on one skull for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I was like, is this the haunted house concept, the haunted maze that he was designing? That would make sense. You know what I mean? And it would be cool. Oh, absolutely. But... (sighs) Okay. Um, and we still hear all the chanting yeah. going on. Yeah. A skull falls and then she backs away from it, knocking another skeleton over, and then she screams and runs for the door. She opens it and we get a shot of her face and then a shot from like behind her that reminded me of A, Alice in Wonderland because yes. of her dress, and B, the shot from behind Pam in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she's walking up to the house. 100% agree. I will say... You know, the angle, stolen, whatever, homage. Mm-hmm. The color palette is pretty fantastic. It is. This. At you this, got those at this blues point. behind her. You got those bright yellows and oranges. Looks pretty neat. Yeah. Still doesn't make any sense, but nope. <laughs> continue. But she goes in through the door. There's a chandelier of bones. Have you guys seen that before? Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Some movie from the 70s. Yeah, some, um, yeah. And the walls are lined with more bones and skulls. The door closes behind her and someone pulls a rope to open the door ahead of her Mm -hmm. for her. (laughs) I think they just filmed inside Rob Zombie's haunted house concept. (laughs) That's just a worker. (laughs) Inside that room, there are several mentally ill men eating and watching static on a TV. It's like you could have at least put Wolfenstein on for them. Jerry is on 
like a surgical table and he's not eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's coughing up blood as his brain is being worked on by none other than Dr. Satan. Now, Dr. Satan, what is he? What is his apparatus? What is happening? <laughs> Don't know. Okay. He's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, and T had to explain to me that this was Earl. Yes. Uh, Tiny's dad. Now, there's something that they retcon in The Devil's Rejects, but according now, I know this is an astute journal, and mom, close your ears, but according to the Rob Zombie song, Pussy Licker, <laughs> Earl is the father of Tiny, Baby, and Otis. But that's not true That's later. not true. And yeah. it's very hard to imagine Earl coming home and retiring to bed with Mother yeah. Firefly at night. <laughs> so I just, the whole thing is... Very odd. Uh, I, I thought it was just Nemesis from Resident Evil. <laughs> I called him. Yeah. That is so accurate. I called him Doctor Satan 2.0. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I He's don't like know. Uber Jason. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, but he busts in with an axe and advances on Denise. She runs, and we see her from his point of view, which is double vision, mm-hmm. as he tries to hit her, but hits the door instead. Now, I did read <laughs> that his vision was so impaired by this costume that he just swung the axe. Like, if she didn't move out of the way, she would have been hit. And it was a real axe. It was a real oh, axe. Sh- and yeah. Rob Zombie said, well, I just assumed she would move out of the way. <laughs> he assumed correct. So, but again, you yeah, can really see not... the Toby Hooper inspiration. <laughs> the 70s influence. <laughs> Outside, Otis is reading from a book, and they set the pyre with Mary's body on it ablaze. Still underground. And this is when I'm like, did y'all, were you just like, we just need to end this. Like, just end it. Yeah. I've, I've, I'll explain. Please. Denise is running through the tunnels and comes to a dead end. Earl comes behind her and he's like wheezing. He pulls off his mask and slime comes out of what I guess is supposed to be his mouth. He is a flat out monster. Yeah. Yeah. He's not not human. No. But she grabs a piece of wood and swings at him. And through a bunch of pretty disorienting back and forth shots, he swings his axe and hits, I guess, a support pillar. He always hated that support pillar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And everything comes crashing down onto him. Did you think during that chase scene with the lights in the ground and on the walls, it reminded you of the hedge maze and the shining? Oh, man. I didn't, but that's valid. That's That's all I was thinking the whole time. We get a shot of the fire just raging outside. Later, we see Denise passed out in the tunnel. She wakes and climbs out of the newly formed opening in the ceiling, which leads to outside. Mm -hmm. She stumbles into the road just as Captain Spaulding is driving by. He stops and she gets in. He tells her that he recognizes her and a lot of people are looking for her. He says to just relax and he's going to get her to a doctor and she passes out. Suddenly and with dramatic music, Otis rises from the backseat. He brings a knife down, and before he gets her, it cuts away to Denise being worked on by Dr. Satan and screaming. We get the end, question mark. How dare you? (laughs) So let me explain very quickly. And of course, we get Rob Zombie and Lionel Richie performing Brick House at the end end credits. Why not? Because why not? But in the original script, when Otis says, hell, I'll let you meet the bastard, talking about... Dr. Satan, Satan. baby wheels in Grandpa Hugo because he was Dr. Satan. 
That would have made a lot more sense. And all the stuff with Dr. Satan and Earl never happens in the script. They do go underground, but it is just flat out just a bunch of ghouls and shit. And then she gets out. She gets rescued by Captain Spaulding. But then they it's in an 18 wheeler. And then they Uh, open up the back. Hello, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Exactly. They put her in the back of the 18 wheeler and he's like, I'll get you to a doctor. And you already know that he's headed back to the Firefly's house. You don't see her getting dissected by Dr. Satan or anything. But the thing was, is that Rob Zombie shot an ending for the movie. Universal was like, there is no ending here. And so they gave him a bunch of money, money that he claimed on the Joe Rogan podcast was more than the entire film Three from Hell was made on to reshoot the ending. And that's where we get these and elaborate. And you liked this better. That's where we get these elaborate set pieces. This is where we get oh. Doctor Satan, her being chased by Earl. You know the things that for me I don't like at all. But that's 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 the real story of what happened <laughs> there. I would have liked that a lot better. I yeah, feel me too. like, and again, well, let me ask: What did you guys think of House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses? <laughs> um. Hate is such a strong word. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will just say I disliked this movie <laughs> a lot. I do see things here and there, which are were okay, pretty cool, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for the most part, the the cutaways to the weird retro whatever was going on, <laughs> it just made it feel like a bad video game to me. Like it was just like, oh my god, what this is for nothing. It, it makes yeah, no sense. I There's no like, payoffs yeah, at all. Like, I don't Stylistic. Understand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's the word of the day. Um, no disrespect to his wife or ex-wife or whatever she is now. Moon, whatever. Uh, oh my God, she's annoying in this movie. Like her acting, everything was really not there for me. It is her first role. And she's admittedly not an actress. No. He wanted her to do this. And she has day. gotten better since. She did, That is fair. I'll, when I see it, I'll believe it. But And I just, I don't know, man. It just didn't. It didn't really do much for me. It just kind of was like, I was confused and then angry, then disappointed, then like, like, you know, I was like, all right. And then I think it was a lot of the stealing from, you know, from Texas Chainsaw. And it was, and it was just like, oh my God, dude. It was like, are you really just doing Texas Chainsaw? I would just feel a lot better if he just said, this is a love letter to Texas Chainsaw. That's fine. Yes, you know? because we already all know. Yeah, we all see it, dude. We know you've seen it. Don't pretend like you weren't thinking about it. But like you said too earlier with Otis and all that, and mm-hmm. then all that, we didn't need any of that. No. It was like, you're you're already telling me what I'm going to see. It's like, please don't mm-hmm. do that. It it's like, now there's everything. no surprise. There's no anything in it. For me, this time around, you know, oddly, I still have an extreme amount of fondness for this for this film. Yeah. I don't know if it's nostalgia. I don't know what it is, but there is something, I feel like there's something special about this film, which bothers me more that it's not as good as it could be. Yeah. You know, especially when I've read the script and I see the changes that they made, all those cutaways that we talked about, Mm -hmm. unnecessary, um, giving away the suspense to where there is none in the film, not necessary, making it a more grounded film. And I think that he kind of corrected course a little bit whenever he made the devil's rejects and made it a straight full on grounded film. And it's, I still like that movie. I'm not going to lie. I no, I don't, I have, I have no problem. Well, I have problems with the devil's rejects, but I don't have, you know, extreme amount of problems. It feels like there were so many different movies that house of a thousand corpses was. Yeah. And I feel like if he would have just stuck to the one that I really liked, like the first 
half of the movie we've talked about this yes i love like the first half of the movie yeah um but once you start putting them underground and then there's ghouls and then dr satan's like hi i'm actually real yeah. and the monster <laughs> and then earl's like i've got green goo yeah like, what the fuck is going Coming on out of like an anus mouth yeah, I, don't, I don't and we I, don't need that no nobody, nobody needs, needs an anus that. mouth no, no. but you know it's a, it's a hit or miss situation for me like a lot of his films are and I agree. There's a special place for it in my heart because it meant so much to me yes. when I was younger. But again, and we, T, you and I watched it in the last, I want to say year. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Um, but. No, because 2020 sucks. But <laughs> rewatching it, I was like, wow, I loved the first half. I really, really dislike the the last piece. But the first half that I loved is a play on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. And again, if he would have just admitted it, it wouldn't even be that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But the best parts of this movie were kind of stolen. Yeah. So, I mean... That being said, in the the segues and the I just can't Unnecessary. I can't we can joke and say stylistic all day long, <laughs> but there's really no excuse. It was Denise's for it. dream. <laughs> it was yeah. Denise's dream. Will somebody make her stop? <laughs> um, Wake her up. So I guess that brings us to ratings. And I'm in the hot seat. Um, I've already said what I like about this film or the the aspects that I would have liked to see fleshed out a little bit further. Mm -hmm. I think this really could have been a great movie. I think he made some pretty interesting characters and he started to tell a really compelling story, but it just feels like it got away from him. And I, I guess part of that is the meddling, but... I mean, maybe a little bit of it is hubris. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> or it could be going into a pitch with just a title. Yeah. Or that, that probably oh, yeah. didn't help anything. Um, but all that being said, I still have a weird love for this film. Like I, there's no reason for me to watch this film again, but I know I will. Yeah, like that's the thing. Same. All that being said, I have to be realistic in this score and it's probably higher than it should be just for the fact that it did mean a lot to me when I was younger. But um, I'm going to have to give House of a Thousand Corpses on a scale from one to ten fish boys, 5.5 <laughs> fish boys. And I will now open up the floor. So the funny thing is, I agree with you pretty much every single thing that you said. Mm -hmm. And I was torn between a few numbers. And Me too. I don't mean to piggyback, but I also... Am going to give House of a Thousand Corpses 5.5 fish boys out of 10. I have a very strange fondness for this movie. <laughs> I don't know if it's nostalgia or what. It's become this cult classic that a lot of people do love unironically. Yes. You know, it's funny. Rob Zombie gets fired by Universal in 2000, and then in 2018 <laughs> or 19, they make a House of a Thousand Corpses ride at Universal that he tours. That's crazy. You know, so it's like. You gotta give it to the man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I there, there's a lot to love here. There's a lot to pick apart, but I I feel very good about my score. It really is that last part of the movie and the unabashed ripoff. Yes. Of Texas Chainsaw that kind of brings it down for me, but I feel good. John Paul. I did not feel <laughs> that strongly about the movie. Um, <laughs> I you felt I, strongly. Yeah, well, it's not a good like way. I did I did have a number and after talking with your sister I was like okay you know maybe I'll so I did a little checking real quick to make sure that I wasn't just you know being you know hard on it so Rotten Tomatoes gives this a 20 20% 20 
on their thing. Wow. Empire Online gives it one star. Metacritic gives it three. Generally unfavorable reviews. Slant Magazine's a two out of four. I'm, two out of four is not bad. That's really not bad. <laughs> but it's not a four. Um, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy the entire movie because there was some, you know what I mean, cool things or whatever. And yeah. I just, it was like there was a lot that I didn't like. So I think that just kind of killed it for me before I could even have a chance to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. See, I'm the opposite. I feel like the first half of the movie was dog shit. Really? And the end of it could have been better. That's crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, I feel like that they could have fixed it with the end, but they didn't. But they did not. Mm. Yeah, but they didn't. So for me, and I love you guys, (laughs) but... I'm going to give House of a Thousand Corpses three fish boys out of ten. I just, like I said, for me, it didn't do anything. Right. And I know you said you'll watch it. You will be alone if you don't. If you don't watch it with your brother, because I'm not watching. Thank you. I'll watch it with you. I'm not watching that. You were much more gracious than I expected. Well, I agree. Well, like I said, I will listen to Rob Zombie if he's on the radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that I dislike the guy or what, but this movie was just not. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll watch Sleepaway Camp. It's okay. <laughs> it, it's all right. Well, that's all from us at Pod Mortem. What would you rate House of a Thousand Corpses and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Pod Mortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. And remember, don't go looking for the boogeyman. You might just find him. Until next time. <laughs>